The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Potterotica Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm Lindsay. I feel like you just did the thing where they tell you in broadcasting to smile and laugh before, and you're like, <laughs> welcome back to the Potterotica. <laughs> that was such a great old time here. Wow. Sorry, you just caught us laughing so hard. That's true, though. We were laughing at Danny. He was micro-brushing his teeth. What is that called? Uh, today's episode brought to you by Colgate Wisp. <laughs> Max Fresh for when you Crisp. when you have swamp mouth and you get gone <laughs> quickly because you're about to use your mouth for 45 quickly, minutes. If you get gone quickly and you don't mind ruining the lives of those around you that have to witness you brushing your teeth with a tiny, tiny toothbrush. Just D- kidding. It wasn't gross. The Danny- seafood salad's not going to remove oh. itself, you guys. <laughs> Danny was brushing his teeth for 10 solid minutes as we were setting up these microphones. That is not the <laughs> oral like, care. I was like a dog with about. a greenie. <laughs> I was like, how much toothbrushing are you doing right now? <laughs> Ooh, well, we are back Hi. for the second installment of season seven. So thank you for joining us. We're so excited. There has Well, we'll get into it in the pen seat, but we're fresh off a picnic. We're fresh. Fresh. <laughs> yeah. That first episode was so hot. I'm so excited. I know. Palm de Plume is a genius. So We bow um, down. So thank you for letting us read your works. And we want to jump right in pretty quickly, but we have three things to say. And Allie's going to start. Boom. Uh oh, we have to talk about that. This is it's a like a new habit. tick I have. I have like a tick. Of she Alice. booms. She says, I say boom. boom. It's like she's. It developed on Friday, she's and like I have stiffler stopped from it yet. American Pie. It's not unexpected, but it is not welcome either. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. It's not that much of a shock. It, feel, it feels pretty par for the course. <laughs> it's on brand, but unaccepted. Oh, unacceptable. Sorry, guys. Okay, go oh. for a boomer. About a boom, about a bing. So we have at the end of the episode. Stay tuned because we have three songs that are written and performed by our Potterotics, and they are hilarious. So Mitch Rogers has submitted two. One is a rendition of Two Princes. It's hysterical. So he sings that, and then he he has another song that he sings. <laughs> he actually performs it, but David, our resident graphics, graphics guy who does all of our episode covers, he actually wrote the lyrics, and that is to... Padfoot's best friend's girl, Mitch Rogers performs, and David wrote the lyrics. And then the final song is we've got Sigrid coming in hot with carrying on our Disney tradition, and she uh, sings First Time in Forever from Frozen. Oh, gosh, you guys are so much better at songs than we were. <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. glorious. They're beautiful. It also feels like it's a fun, like, after-party anthem. Like, you listen to this great episode. I say for ourselves, hopefully a great episode. <laughs> and you get to party and listen to songs, which actually I just segued myself because my point is about our after-party, our official after show, which we call The Afterglow. And that is for our patrons only, but we hash out... Basically in after show format, like what's the guy on Bravo that everyone loves? Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy Cohen. So we just like hash out things we thought, other fun stories. We do that for dongs only. They are the Dumble Dongs Army. So if you want to get that XX exclusive content, join Patreon. Yeah. We just kind of flesh out other points of the episode that we yeah. didn't cover while we were reading the story. Yep. And then speaking of story, great segue. Um <laughs> So, this podcast is now called The Segway. The Segway. Speaking of brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just another reminder about the Grindledore writing competition. So um, this was posted this week, but we are looking for stories, 20 to 30,000 words. The primary ship must be Grindledore, but obviously, you know, wherever they're, uh, the wind blows them. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> or they blow each other. They blow each other. And then it must be safe for Potterata because so... Consent. Not dubious. <laughs> we want this consent frigging glaring. <laughs> Everybody's got to be legal. U.S. age, 18 up. You got to be positive. No rape, incest. Etc. I was trying to come up with a funny one, but don't be funny. This is serious. <laughs> I think more than just positive, you have to be. Everything has to be legal. Legal, yeah. right? Don't don't just be positive. Legal, and then we're positive that it's legal. Positively legal, and no bigotry, hate language. We want our ones sky high. So other uh, kind of considerations. Make sure there is six. <laughs> so like you know, like in the first four thousand words, we want to see some action, and then keep it fun, sexy, and magical. That's easy. And then just a reminder, we'd love for these to be submitted by August 21st, which I did the math. It's a little less than eight weeks. And so 
you know, let's say you write 21,000 words, that is 3,000 words a week, which is 430 words a day, which <laughs> if you're writing all day long, <laughs> is like 20 words an hour. So don't sleep for the next eight weeks <laughs> while you write this story. <laughs> I personally have never, like, I wrote out a check the other day and I was exhausted. So <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm so excited to see what comes in. Uh, I love and, it. Um, we truly cannot wait. Yeah. Speaking of can't waiting. Chapter two. Okay, what happened, Danny? Can you do it? Chapter two. Also, last night I spent about a good hour looking up '80s and '90s theme songs from cartoons from <gasps> oh. back in our childhood. You just did Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, that's in well, case we need danger. others. Um, <laughs> okay, Harry semi broke up with Ginny over a sad picnic, so she was <laughs> wanton for more sandwich. She was a dick neck. That was kind of three points. And, and then they oh, had a really hot sex. Mm-hmm. And then... No, not not penetrative sex. No, they slid it in like a hot dog into a bun. Like a hot dog into a bun. <laughs> That's what she was hungry for. It was. And then um, <laughs> Ginny is on the train on the Hogwarts Express. And uh, you get little Luna friction. Luna's head's yeah. on her lap. Yeah. She's missing. A, she's missing Harry. Yeah, she is. And Hermione did such a great job of cheering her up. Yeah, I'm sad, sort of, about round two. I'm sad, too. That doesn't help. (laughs) So let's see if there's more cheering up in chapter two. And you're reading this week, eh, Dan? Sure am. Actually, I don't know if Pansy's in here, so here's going to deal with male Pansy. Wait, we should also throw in that we just found out that the actress who played Pansy is going to be at LeakyCon. So it's going to be a Pansy meeting Pansy. Ah, shit's going to get real. Pansy is going to meet Pansy. Should I go full Pansy costume, too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I want to see you with some, like, dark bangs and... (laughs) You can like, like, what the God. fuck is this? <laughs> you need to show her. You need to bring her into the world of convention food. Maybe that's how you bond. You bring her some nachos. Yep. I think, yeah, great opening line is, oh, man, I love convention food. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, take your picture. You're Get out. You're a celebrity dra- who can afford non-convention food. <laughs> As he gets dragged away and Non-con. Cuffed. Oh, man. All right. Let's read the story. Lavender Brown lay on her side. We haven't gotten a ton no, of No, la- we haven't had a lavender. I mean, we talked about how Lindsay was the lavender of yeah. the Harry Potter world, but... <laughs> now we finally get her. Great. Lavender Brown lay on her side, watching the moon from a round bedroom window in Adelaide, Australia. It was the morning of September the 1st back home in the United Kingdom. Her best friend and sort of girlfriend, <gasps> Parvati Paddle... Whoa! Patil. Patil. <laughs> That's Par- how I say it. Parvati Paddle... <laughs> <laughs> Parvati Paddle. Parvati Paddle. Could you be any more American Parvati right now? Parvati Patil. Patil was presumably on the Hogwarts Express heading back to school without her. Why isn't Lavender going back to school? Everybody's dropping out. Yeah, They're dropping like, like flies. flies. Wow. Dropping like thestrals. This summer had been hard. For so many years, Parvati had been her constant companion in secret love. <gasps> oh, Before briefly becoming— So Ron was a beard. Ron was a beard. <laughs> Maybe she Poor was taking. Gone. Poor guy. God. You know, you're coming on a little strong laugh. Like, are you sure this is right for you? For so many years, Parvati had been her constant companion and secret love before briefly becoming her not so secret love, then being whisked away to Australia for a year by her parents in order to help her better recover from the trauma she suffered at the hands of the sadistic werewolf Fenrir Greyback. Guys, he was just worried. He was about to become a new parent. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to a story in which Fenrir gets Harry pregnant. Oh, yeah, we and, never read that on the pod. Harry's keeping that baby. He's keeping that baby. I'm pregnant, it's yours, and I'm keeping this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lavender could have resisted her parents' wishes. She was of age now and free to make her own choices if she wanted. But somehow she knew that they were right and knew that a change in scenery would help her. The scenery change definitely had helped. Not only was Australia lovely, but there was little here that reminded her of the Battle of Hogwarts. Except for, like, kangaroos coming and attacking out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Constant spiders. Does this mean she's a werewolf? She got attacked by Fenrir. Wouldn't she possibly be a werewolf? Let's find out. Dang. But none of that changed the fact that Parvati wasn't there. It was like a void inside of her that she longed to fill or else risk losing herself in the darkness forever. She could get through most days just fine. She could take care of herself in all the necessary ways. She could still smile and laugh when the situation called for it without truly having to fake it. 
but all it took was for a moment of silence to leave her alone with her thoughts and the emptiness came creeping back in. She had written to Parvati nearly every week since she had arrived in Australia at the end of May. She felt silly constantly rambling about all the ways that Australia was different from the United Kingdom (laughs) and all the things that she loved about it. But when Parvati wrote back, she always encouraged Lavender to tell her more, and Lavender was more than happy to do just that. (laughs) She's just buying her time. Yeah, yeah, write me again. Write Mm. me again. They need to teach Draco and Harry how to be pen pals. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like they've really nailed this thing. Really topical things, not like just your bio. (laughs) (laughs) Give me something new. Great uh, pro conversation tip I learned that when you're having a conversation with somebody, you should ask them forward-looking questions like, what are you going to do this summer? When is your ex? And then when you follow up with them, you have questions to ask. But if you're like, oh, what did you do last week? That shit ain't going nowhere. Oh, that's great. That's That's a great tip. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. That's a nice tip I'll never use. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) I love past questions. (laughs) How do you you apply that when you don't like human communication? (laughs) What I like about past questions is then the door is firmly closed. Done. What she really wanted to do was tell Parvati in a million different ways how much she missed her and longed to be with her. There was something bitter and tragic about knowing the one you love does love you back, but not actually being able to be with them, even though you had waited so long. Though, already Lavender was feeling herself begin to doubt whether Parvati truly did return her feelings. Often, her letters seemed to take significantly longer to arrive (laughs) than Lavender's took to send. Oh, (laughs) Um, I got that send receipt from my owl. (laughs) (laughs) I know you opened it. Don't leave me on red. <laughs> She's just like liking the text. <laughs> right. Like, oh, good no. job, Owl. Yeah, great job. Oh, she knew that Australia was a long way off, even for wizards. But that didn't stop her from waiting for an owl to arrive every minute of every day while awaiting a response. You think she's there hanging out with like Hermione's parents? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but their vacation like, sucks. <laughs> they have no idea why she is <laughs> Yeah. Then, just when she was prepared to give in to despair, an owl would arrive and she would read Parvati's words and feel herself fill with love and the joy of their shared connection once more. She replied quickly and then the process repeated itself. But Parvati's responses had got slower. Lavender was sure of that. And with her being at Hogwarts, they would be slower still. And worst of all, Lavender would now have to deal with the fear that Parvati would find somebody else. There were plenty of suitable witches and wizards who would be returning to Hogwarts for an extra year, and Parvati was far too pretty not to have admirers. Aww. Hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Lavender, on the other hand, had few dating prospects. Oh, wow. Putting aside the fact that she didn't feel terribly inclined, for her, Parvati was all there was or could ever be. She's taking some me time. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Except she's not. She's taking Parvati time. Yeah. <laughs> Lavender sighed and rolled over, pulling the blanket over herself. She closed her eyes, hoping that sleep would come quickly, and with it, sweet dreams of her faraway love. She's doing, like, the exact opposite of Harry. She's, like, taking time to pine. Yeah. Padma's friend, Morgurg McGoggle. No, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Padma's friend, Morag McDougal, had been making eyes at Parvati for at least an hour. Parvati was flattered, Uh-oh. certainly. Morag was undeniably cute with her short, dark brown hair, amber eyes, pink, bow-shaped lips, petite stature and light brown skin, an apparent product of her Scottish father and Thai mother, according to Padma. Oh. Oh, dang. Oh. That is... Marek McDougall. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is that? What's the Scottish... You sound like Jim Delos on West, Marek. West <laughs> Thank you. What's the, what's the Scottish... Um, it's like innards. You know, the Scottish meat. Oh, oh uh, ha- haggis. haggis. That is some spicy haggis. <laughs> She was laid back, funny, and had a laugh that made you want to smile. Padma <laughs> certainly seemed to like her a lot. That's what I say about you guys. And had a laugh that made you really sad and want to just tuck <laughs> away into a corner. <laughs> That's a little of a nanny. You don't want to listen to that too much. It's true. In fact, frankly, Parvati had thought they might be dating, and when she confessed her feelings for her best friend, Lavender Brown, over the summer, she had inquired about Morag, but Padma stated that in no uncertain terms, there was nothing romantic between them, though Morag was a lesbian. This last revelation had led to a discussion between the sisters where Parvati had explained that she wasn't gay and that she was, in theory, interested in people who weren't women. In practice, she didn't believe anyone who wasn't Lavender Brown really stood a chance, however. Aww. She's just gay for Lavender. Yeah. 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 Even still, the next time Morag shot her a glance, she added a little playful smile and Parvati felt herself flush despite herself. Uh Uh-oh. She supposed she couldn't feel bad It was the only reasonable response to being flirted at by a cute girl. It didn't have to be a big deal unless she let it. 
But once Padma left to go say hi to Terry Boot, oh shit, we Morag got a Terry turned to Boot. Parvati <laughs> with interest. Gangs back together. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about them so much. Terry Boot, Morag, Boot and McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> the two, they sound like a cop they do. duo. Boot and McDougal. <laughs> the Adventures of Boot and McDougal. <laughs> or like if you're like really drunk, I always Boot and McDougal. <laughs> And I'm ready to go again. But I'm really horny. I always Is boot that McDougal. Like a boot McDougal. Rally? Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Oh no, should we go Scottish? That's too much. Should I go Scottish Thai? How are you? Morag asked Parvati. I'm fine. And yourself? Parvati replied. Morag smiled and glanced out the window. I'm feeling excited and curious. It's a strange time for the people of our world. So subtle. <laughs> Excited and curious and I'm full of wonder. and sexually curious and... (laughs) (laughs) My mom and dad didn't think I should come back, but if I'm honest, I wouldn't have missed this year for anything, Morag said, then turned back to Parvati with a big grin. Parvati smiled and nodded. I'm not sure what else I would do. I suppose I feel loyalty to Hogwarts. Last year certainly wasn't a proper school year. I think Hogwarts deserves to see us through just as much as we deserve to finish our education, Parvati said. Yeah. Fuck, do they get paid tuition again? It's free. Hogwarts I, is free. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Always? Yeah. Well, then they should get paid because last year kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. <Sure>. Totally sucked. <laughs> I want cash. <laughs> it's like if you're apparently in Europe, if your flight's more than three hours delayed, you get 700 bucks. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I read an article on it today. Oh, wow. So it's real. You are so full of knowledge today. You are. Did you get any Let me work tell done? you about how to invest your 401k. <laughs> when Danny brushed his teeth, he, br- <laughs> he brushed out all of that knowledge from between his teeth. There we go. I'm sharing it. I, that's one way of looking at it, Morag said. Morag looked around, looking thoughtful, then said, so where's your friend, the Bonnie? So she's really Scottish. Yeah. She is. So where's your friend, the Bonnie lassie with the curly hair who used to snog Ron Weasley all the bloody time? <laughs> You were waiting. You were ready and waiting for you. Like, oh, I guess she is. Gosh, hurry! That like, you were, all it was gonna take was one tiny thing for you to just fully commit. Danny's hoping Seamus Finnegan also shows up in this story. He's like, he saw an eye, and he's like, well, there's no denying it now. I have to full on one hundred percent. The Chamber of Secrets is open. People won't even understand how she sounds if I don't do the accent. Guys, I have no choice. I'm the gonna... body left with the curly hair he used to stop. <laughs> you didn't even breathe. You're waiting. I love a Scottish accent. Yeah, I'll slow mo. Oh, so she is Scottish. Can we all, re-record the whole thing? All of a sudden we look at Danny and he's got a kilt on of bagpipes. I was hoping. Pansy costume off. Bagpipes uh, on. Amazing <laughs> grace. <laughs> <laughs> Barbati frowned and said, Australia. Oh, that's a shame. Must be hard losing a girlfriend like that. I'm going to keep going. I love yeah, it. I like Do it. I like too. Barbati's eyes widened at Morag and she shook her head. I haven't lost her and she's not my girlfriend. At least I don't think. It's sort of complicated, Barbati said. So if I wanted to ask you out on a date sometime, that wouldn't be a problem? Morag asked, genuinely looking interested. I know, but you didn't even (laughs) emphasize it. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't wouldn't that be a problem? Morag asked, genuinely looking interested. (laughs) Okay, it's going to come and go, I promise. Okay. Parvati blushed and... Wait, guys, we missed the point because we were focused on my accent. She just asked her out. Yeah. That was pretty good. (laughs) Parvati blushed and opened her mouth to speak, but didn't know what to say. She wasn't interested in dating anyone else. But on the other hand, she wouldn't mind getting to know Morag, and she couldn't imagine that Lavender wouldn't want her to have friends. Lavender's like, don't have friends. You're uh, my only friend. And also, Cut to Lavender. I do mind. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she asked you on a date not to have a sleepover. Yeah, right. Delusion. Bestie. And besides, even if she didn't want to go on a date, there was nothing officially official about her and Lavender. She wouldn't be breaking any promises, though if she weren't careful, she might break Lavender's heart. Oh. oh. Let the rationalization oh. begin. Uh, only if we can do it as friends, Parvati said firmly. Nice. Morag looked disappointed but nodded. Hi, friends it is then. <laughs> I don't know if she's coming back, so I had to really... That was more sell Scottish. It. Yeah, just sell that. <laughs> she is Scottish. I'm sorry, that was more Irish, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter scratched his head with a dark hand, then examined the sculpture that stood before him. So Harry and Hermione are people of color in this story. 
got it. Okay. We were right? confused last time. Yeah, with yeah, Dark yeah. hand. We thought we, it was. We assumed that after we read yes. it, but yep. we were caught off guard at first. Yep. Harry Potter scratched his head with a dark hand, then examined the sculpture that stood before him. It was of a semi-nude woman playing a wooden flute. Yes. <laughs> hey. Tits. About to play his wooden flute. <laughs> it was it was nicely done and fit in with the rest of the decor at the Belvedere Palace Gardens in Vienna. It wasn't the only semi-nude sculpture present, though at least it didn't look like a muggle's strange idea of a hippogriff. Harry continued his walk. It was September the 1st, and Ginny would be going back to Hogwarts today. He was wishing he had bothered to send her a letter before the start of the autumn term, but he had got distracted in Czech Republic. <laughs> I was going to write you a letter, but this country just— Sorry, I just realized I'm in a different country. <laughs> what a distraction. I was in line at the castle, you know, waiting to get in for the tour. And... What are those little motorized bikes you ride around, the stand-up mo- ones? Oh, a Segway. A Segway. <laughs> I can picture Harry on the Segway tour. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted, and now I work at a Segway company. <laughs> I found myself— He had almost considered making a last-minute attempt to make it back to the United Kingdom and attend Hogwarts just so he could see Ginny. Or he could go back and work with Ron and George at Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. That would let him at least see her during the holidays. Harry stopped and glanced around the gardens, then sighed. No, he knew this was for the best. He was a man of 18, and for the first time in his life, his mind and choices were wholly his own. He was free of fate, destiny, or prophecy, and most importantly, free of Voldemort and the peace of his soul that had existed inside of him since he was a small child. You know what I think he needs? Dick? A shame stack. Oh. oh. <laughs> Both. <laughs> a shame uh, stack. Yeah, the, I was going to say dick too. <laughs> he does need a shame stack. Yeah. What do you think his Now that Chinese, he's on his own and can make his own decisions. What do you think his, sh- his Chinese symbol would be? It would be like independence. <laughs> or like, yeah. I don't know. It would be. I'm not missing you at all, Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not missing you at all. <laughs> Voldemort. Uh, <laughs> he needed this time. He needed to be alone with his own thoughts and experience true freedom. He knew it was what he needed, but it wasn't what he wanted. He wanted to be near Ginny and his friends. Harry was lonely, though he hated to admit it, but it was a different sort of loneliness than what he was used to. It wasn't like when he was isolated thanks to the Dursleys. It was loneliness by choice, and that only made it harder. That's Her- what his thing would say. Loneliness by choice. Lonely. <laughs> so well, that would be on his arm yeah. with barbed wire Loneliness under it. Loneliness by choice. I'm like, mm. <laughs> my buddy from high school, who I'm not friends with, I guess now because I haven't seen him in like a decade. But he got a tattoo after we graduated down his arm for him that said, "Only God understands me." Mm. Like wow. so dramatic. What a bad boy. I was like, "Ooh, bad boy." I grew up in the burbs. Mm. Uh. Only God understands that. And God's like simpatico. Me and that kid. <laughs> It is like when you like have a night off and you're like, I could make plans, but I shouldn't for me. This is for me. This is for me. I'm going to Prague. Harry wondered (laughs) if everyone resented him for running off, but they couldn't understand what it meant to be famous Harry Potter. There was nowhere he could go back home where he wouldn't be recognized. He hoped if he went away that perhaps people would move on and focus on rebuilding their world. Doubt it. He knew that there was no way to stop people from talking about his fateful battle with Voldemort and spreading rumors of his apparent death and resurrection. He would always be Harry Potter. There would always be someone who would see him and think of his father or see his eyes and think of his mother. There would always be someone who wanted to see his scar. You think he's tooling around Prague going by Perry Hotter? (laughs) (laughs) That's the baby he uses to check in at hotels and be like, we don't care. (laughs) Harry Potter's here, but he's going by Perry Hotter. Call him Perry. Just... It's also really funny. I know people have talked about this before, but how like my mom and I have the same color of eyes and people aren't like, meet me and go, your eyes. Like they've made this, like people would always see my eyes and think of my mother. Like you just have the same color of eyes. And people who didn't know your mom, they probably wouldn't think that. Most people aren't thinking that. (laughs) And you only look at your dad because you wear the same glasses. So get different glasses. Get right, contacts. You can switch get, it up. Get LASIK. You got a pot of Put gold. Put some violet contacts in like the rest of us in the 90s. Make your own way. I used to have blue and green contacts. I knew if anyone in this room had bought colored contacts, Each it would be Each eye was blue Lefebvre. and green or one was blue, one was green? No, I had a set of blue and a set of green. Oh, I used to it. rotate. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. I know. That's what I thought until I look back at photos. <laughs> <laughs> there was no use fighting all of that in the long term. But for now, he could remove himself from it all. He wanted to just be Harry. Just wanted to be Perry. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> just want to be Perry. And now what it was like to be his own man. The price of that was separating himself from the ones he loved. 
oh, he had been tempted to beg Jenny to not finish her last year of school and run away with him. I thought you were going to say, oh, he had begged Jenny not to finish her sandwich. To finish her sandwich. <laughs> Let me have your sandwich. It would have been the same thing, but at least he would have had her. They could see the world together. It would have been wonderful. But Mrs. Weasley never would have forgiven him, and he probably wouldn't have forgiven himself. And that's even if Jenny would have consented, which she might not have, which would have been a hard no. <laughs> Harry looked up at the sky and sighed. He resolved to write Jenny a letter that evening. He needed to send his love to her and to Hogwarts. He supposed he had abandoned Hogwarts as well, but he never had any intention of returning after the sixth year. He knew there would be a job waiting for him with magical law enforcement once he was back in the United Kingdom. His days of education were done. Harry looked around. He had had enough of the palace gardens for now. Time to move on to his next destination. The next destination is the Market Square, where he's going to get Wienerschnitz. <laughs> I wonder what Harry's up to, Ginny said. Luna Lovegood wrapped her arm around Ginny as they strolled down one of the Hogwarts halls, headed towards the library. Arm around? Just arm around, like looped with arms. Oh, hooked towards Ginny's, each other? Ginny's arm. That's Got a bold it. move. Still, it's a little friendly. Yeah. Girls do that all the time like this. I guess. Okay. Well, let's see. Luna's hand was inside Ginny's vagina. <laughs> Girls do that all the time. <laughs> I do that all the time. Just wait and see, you guys. We don't know where this is going. <laughs> don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> don't jump. Are you worried about him? Oh, Luna yes. asked. Luna voice. <laughs> Luna lisp. Luna lisp. Always. N- not. I think not- you mean always. Always. Oh, my. Oh, my. Not, not as worried as I was when there were Death Eaters trying to kill him, but still, I worry, he said. <laughs> He's probably fine. He's Harry Potter after all, Luna pointed out. That he is. There's something else that I wonder about. He hasn't said anything in his letters, but Ginny said and stopped by an open window. What is it? Luna asked. Ginny <laughs> <laughs> sighed. I'm wondering if he's been with anyone else, Ginny said. I thought you agreed that it was all right before he left, Luna asked. We did, Jenny said. Last summer, Harry had informed Jenny that he was going away for a year to find himself without the piece of you-know-who soul inside him that he had been living with for most of his life. They had agreed to have an open relationship in the meanwhile. Jenny didn't think Harry was likely to fool around with a random stranger, but she did wonder. As for herself, there was only one other person she fancied. I think if my boyfriend or girlfriend found some extra love to love, I would be happy for them, Luna said. I added an extra love. It's good. I added an I extra like love to extra love, love. I feel like I feel like it was needed. Ginny smiled at Luna and turned and lightly stroked a strand of her dirty blonde hair with her free hand. It's not that. It's not that kind of jealousy. I think if I found out that he had found someone else and I hadn't, I don't know, Ginny said. Well, isn't there anyone you fancy? Luna asked with a sweet smile. (laughs) Ginny opened her mouth, but words didn't come. She had almost spilled the truth without thinking. It was hard not to with Luna's pretty face, so close to hers at the moment. You guys, do you think this is the, like, the precursor to the lake scene? Uh Cinnamon sugar or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. We know what's coming. They are. They are. (laughs) Yes, but it's complicated, Ginny said. It's hard to imagine someone not thinking you're pretty, Luna said. And Jenny blushed with a chuckle. Luna got gay. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah, who are we talking about? The guy that, that oh, does the, the romance? It's not the romance. Not the, the romance. Bad, the, uh, the oh, game. Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss, yeah. yeah. This is the opposite. <laughs> like flirty. Mystery. mystery. The other one was mystery, yeah. yeah. Perhaps. That's not what worries me. I. It's not that I'm not pretty. <laughs> I know I'm pretty, Luna. Have you seen that meme of the girl? And she's like, oh, I feel so fat. And it's like, no, you're still pretty. And it's like, I didn't say I wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what worries me. I just, Jenny said inside, you know you can tell me anything, right? I would never judge you, Luna said softly. I know, it's just, it's kind of a big deal, Jenny admitted with a brief smile. If you tell me your secret, I'll tell you mine. Luna said. It sounds like she's about to murder her. You sound like a haunted porcelain doll that would like sit on a shelf in a like, children's and then, room. And then it's like McGonagall's going to walk up and be like, who are you talking to, Ginny? Oh. <laughs> I was just talking to a haunted Ooh. doll. No one else can see but me. Other students passed them in the hallway. Ginny didn't want to make this confession with any disturbances. Once they were gone, Ginny inhaled. This was it, she supposed. Luna, it's you, Ginny said. I want to love you good. 
gonna love good. I know. I just <gasps> wanted you to say oh, it. Oh, shit. Luna said with a grin. Girls Dang. looking for an ego stroke. You, you know how, Jenny asked. I read your diary. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot by watching people. You and by killing at- people. <laughs> you learn a lot by dismemberment. <laughs> so scary. All of a sudden you go back into your bedroom and she's not on the shelf. She's on your bed. <laughs> yeah. Ready to learn more about you? <laughs> you learn a lot by watching people. You look at me the same way Harry Potter looks at you, Luna said. Oh, well, Jenny said feeling embarrassed. Yes, by the way, I know you're wondering. I do fancy you too, Luna said. Jenny gulped and her heart began to pound. Luna, can I kiss you now? Jenny almost pleaded. You certainly may, <laughs> Luna said and closed her eyes. <laughs> Nothing gets you hotter. That's like so Consent. cute to, to pre-close your eyes. That's such a teenage thing to do. <laughs> yes, you it. may. I'm ready for my kiss now. My eyes are closed. Jenny leaned over and pressed her lips into Luna's perfectly parted lips. Are they in the hallway still? I think so. Oh, wow. Dang. They held for a moment, then moved together, soft and warm. Jenny had imagined this moment over a thousand nights and had oh. never knew it would be so nice. Jenny reluctantly pulled away. Professors frowned upon snogging in the hallways. That was nice, Luna said, somehow even more dreamily than normal. (laughs) Wasn't it, Jenny said. I hope we'll be doing that some more, Luna said. Definitely, especially if we can find some privacy, Jenny said. Woo! Over the following week, they definitely did do a fair bit of snogging, though privacy remained elusive. Once Hermione Granger caught them snogging in the library, Jenny realized that she couldn't delay telling her boyfriend any longer. Wait, are they still BF and GF? I guess. I guess. Oh, wow. Well, they're open. They're OBFs yeah. and OGFs. Yeah, that's right. Really generous. Oh, that's Ooh. such a good title. Yes. Noted. She wrote Harry a heartfelt confession that she was seeing Luna. She knew he wouldn't be surprised even if she had never exactly told him in explicit terms about her feelings for her best friend. In a way, she was nudging Harry to take the plunge himself, though she couldn't imagine who he would find as he continued to explore Europe's nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. With the letter sent and Harry's reply he received congratulating her and Luna while saying nothing of his own romantic endeavors, <laughs> Jenny decided it might be all right to see if her and Luna's relationship could move to the next level. Wow. Luna's 18th birthday seemed as good a day as any. She invited Luna to come with her to the room of requirement for some snacks and butterbeer by candlelight. <laughs> it's like my dream date. This better not be another <laughs> let's take a break conversation. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Can She's like, wear something casual. And Jenny's like, what? <laughs> Sensible flats. And, uh, and then your robes. And a button down and a pencil skirt. <laughs> Why are there so many tissues in this room? She had spent a considerable amount of time beforehand imagining exactly the sort of room she thought she needed. She wasn't at all disappointed by the comfortable space it provided, complete with a small, intimate table and a very comfy-looking bed. Mm. Once Jenny brought Luna inside... Luna looked around the softly lit space with wonder. Oh, this is lovely, Jenny. (laughs) Luna sat and sat down at her table. Thank you. I thought you deserved something nice on your birthday, Jenny said. You're always so thoughtful, Luna said, and Jenny sat down to join her. (laughs) Jenny sat on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. See, I picture like... Ginny walks into the room and like she has no idea Luna's there yet and all of a sudden Luna comes up behind her. This looks lovely. And she's just like right there. (laughs) Yes. They laughed and joked over their snacks and butterbeer and Ginny practically lost track of the time. She suspected they would have to be very careful about sneaking back to their dorms when they were done there. Once all the snacks were gone, they retired to the bed. (laughs) Did she cheers her snacks too, (laughs) Ginny? Once all the snacks were gone, they retired to the bed, both giggling as they fell back. Their heads landed at an angle that tossed their hat against the others in a tangle of fiery... <laughs> he said hat. <laughs> hair. Their heads landed at an angle that tossed their hair against the others in a tangle of fiery red and dirty blonde. You know what they could use right now? One of your little toothbrushing Ooh, gadgets. Yeah, to detangle? Yeah. No, yeah. to get their snack no, breath out. Not to brush their hair to brush their teeth. <laughs> Excuse me, Ariel from Little Mermaid. You don't use forks to brush your hair. <laughs> I, I, thought, I truly thought for a second, like, oh, they could prank their hair apart with a toothbrush. <laughs> Get that. Oh, you guys. Move snack bread. Oh, what a silly episode. (laughs) Has anyone ever told you how pretty you are? Ginny asked her best friend. Only you, Luna said. Lots of people think Luna looked odd, but Ginny didn't see her that way. Her lips weren't strange. They were unique and special, and Ginny ever so much loved to kiss them. She rolled over and did just that with more intensity than usual. 
Luna's soft moans into her mouth sent thrills throughout her body. She leaned more of her body over and placed a hand on her, the side of Luna's robes. As the intensity of their snogging increased, Jenny decided they should halt for a moment to discuss what might be about to happen. What a lovely pause oh. for consent. There is so much consent happening. Yeah. Super sexy. Hot. Luna, I just want to ask, are you okay with this? Jenny said. I didn't ask you to stop, did I? Luna replied. Well, no, I just really want to make love to you. I wanted to make sure, well, I wasn't sure if that was even the sort of thing you're interested in, Jenny said. Thank you for asking me. Yes, I would like that very much, <laughs> Luna insisted. Like a script that <laughs> you would do use to teach someone consent. Yeah. You will say, I would very much like to make love with you. She'll say, well, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, full consent, may we. Uh, all aboard to uh, Pound Town. <laughs> you have made express <laughs> consent to Pound Town. And then you will have intercourse. Jenny smiled and kissed her again, sliding her hand down to Luna's hips, feeling frustrated by the amount of fabric separating them right now. They kissed for several more minutes, Jenny's lips becoming numb and swollen from their passion. Unable to resist any longer, she began to lift up Luna's robes until they were above her waist, exposing her bloomers. The bloomers. She is indeed a haunted doll. She's wearing fucking bloomers. She's a scary china doll come to life. I would wear bloomers. She probably has like a frilly dress on with like a a high ruffled collar. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Jenny delicately removed Luna's bloomers, leaving her knickers as a final hurdle. Smiling up at Luna, she slid her white knickers down. Oh, bloomers are pants? Bloomers are the things that go over, they go under a dress, but over your underwear. Oh, right. I think they're just under her robe right now. Yes. Gotcha. (laughs) This is like pants and pants. Yeah. Are we like double pants? Smiling up at Luna, she slid her white knickers down, exposing her blonde curls beneath. Ginny leaned down and planted a soft kiss on Luna's pubic mound, making Luna giggle. Does no one do the full shave anymore? All men joys got nuts. Mounds don't. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in this world, they don't. Yeah, they leave it full bush. Magical. Curls. That tickles, Luna said. Sorry, Jenny replied. No, it's fine, Luna said. You should know I've never done this before. I- I've read some things and talked to other girls, though, and I know what feels good done to me, Jenny said. I'm not worried. Just being here with you is perfect, Luna Aww. said. Jenny smiled as she spread Luna open, pleased <laughs> to see her delicate flesh. <laughs> She curved her tongue and gave a slow lap at Luna's clit. Oh. Wow, they just went right for it. They went right for wow. it. Just being with you is provoking. You know? <laughs> like spread eagle. You don't even get like a finger bang Luna on the way sm- in. Luna <laughs> smiled and spread her open. <laughs> oh, Luna called out, seeming surprised. Ginny did it again, eliciting the same response. You like that? Ginny asked. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so, Luna said. Jenny moved in closer and began to slowly and steadily lap at Luna's clit. God, I feel like I'm picturing it so like a dog. Haunted. like la- oh. <laughs> It's her first time. She probably did. <laughs> the very notion of getting Luna off filled her with arousal. She had dreamt about what it would be like to make Luna come many times before. Jenny only wished she could see Luna's face better over the robes. Jenny <laughs> couldn't be certain that the technique that Harry used on her would work with Luna, but so far it was going well. Her tongue was really getting a workout. <laughs> Jenny clutched Luna's stomach as her mouth pushed into her sex, her tongue lapping furiously as Luna moaned. Jenny had never heard such intense reactions by Luna before. It was very sexy. Oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Luna called out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you have to do Luna orgasm voice. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> oh, Jenny. Luna called out clearly close. Jenny stayed the course, having learned that any sudden change in rhythm always threw her off her orgasm. Ah. Uh, <laughs> 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 that sounded more painful. <laughs> no, it sounded like someone like, falling, down, <laughs> falling down a well. Help. I've t- I'm stuck down here. It also had like no, no, like your heart wasn't at all. You just like that. Ah, ah, Jenny, I love it. Feels so good. Your, on oh, Jenny's were so nice, and then it went. Ah, ah. That's, like, that's like your. Aha. <laughs> it was like you're, you're like a surprise birthday party, and everyone like wants you to be enthusiastic. You're like, ah, yay, oh surprise. <laughs> 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 
falling down a flight of steps. Uh, Until the elevator uh, shaft. Think of the sound you make when you're brushing your teeth with your little oral whisk. Or just like it was like a yawn. (sighs) 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 I'm not retrying it. That's all I have. That's okay. There was an oral whisk. Oral whisper. That was the oral whisper. <laughs> Luna fell down a well. Her body to oh no, Luna moaned. <laughs> her, her body twisting and contorting as Jenny continued to lick through her orgasm. <sighs> Luna moaned as she shuddered again. <laughs> I don't know how to do. This. It's awful. I'm not an oral. It's okay. I'm not it's a okay. verbal lover, you guys. I'm not a verbal lover. <sighs> Jenny imagined the ecstasy Luna was... Danny, Danny puts in a ball gag <laughs> for every circumstance. Mute. Always ready. <laughs> Jenny imagined the ecstasy Luna was feeling and felt her own aching strengthen. She finally pulled her mouth away while Luna breathed hard. She pulled herself up to Luna's face that seemed a mixture of surprise and euphoria. That was lovely, Luna said through heavy breaths. Jenny gave her a kiss on the cheek. You're welcome, Jenny said proudly. <laughs> Thank you, Luna said. Ginny gave Luna a soft kiss on the mouth, then fell next to her. The end. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. I'm so excited. Well, we're going to play a very special version. Have we ever played this before? Yeah. We we'll played play it. it once, but oh. I, it's due for another yeah, one. Yeah, it's time. It needs its we, day We kind of keep again. forgetting because we get so excited by the story that we do it on our own. But it's beautiful. So let's let's roll it. So, roll that beautiful bean footage. So Ulrika. Ulrika. Ulrike. Ulrike. Ulrike and her boyfriend put this together, but this is the the sound Anthem. of many Potterotics orgasming at the same time. When the episode ends, check your underpants like you more down. Okay. Okay. Where you at, Dean? You know, there was a while there my wand was down because it seemed like everybody was struggling. Yeah, you know, city. There was like friendship struggles and relationship mm-hmm. struggles. But I'm great that Harry was good with it. I'm great that Jenny <laughs> and Luna were good his, with it. His response could not have been more He congratulated her. That's so cool. Cute. Great. Congrats. Right. I'm alone in Prague. But, but I'm not going to tell you this. anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't interrupt my segue tour. So, and then that scene at the end was hotter than yeah. my voice gave it credit for. I'm so proud of Jenny. Ah. Ah. <laughs> my wand's also up although I agree with you I feel really bad for Lavender and I also wanted to make a Lottie Dottie she likes Pavardi <gasps> joke this whole episode I didn't know where it fit in and then we switched so is that, right what's gonna, is that sort of how this is we're like flipping through the way this story is we're flipping through lots of different people right and from what I understand the stories will oh, start sorry. to intersect I like that they're all happening on September 1st yeah. it's such a great story and I'm excited for Luna and Ginny so my wand's up great my wand is also up. I, I feel the same way. Started down. I was like, oh, shit. I hope I don't do a doubled wands down back to back. But um, down. And I'm double up. So um, my wand is up. <laughs> Yay. So stay tuned for these it. really fun songs. And get writing. You got, yes, you got a story to write. Chip Chuck, you got 400 characters you didn't write today. <laughs> yeah. 400 words. And later this week, if you are a dong, tune in for the Afterglow And yeah, we can't wait for the next chapter. See you soon. See ya. Do. Wizards kneel before you, and that's what I said now. Wizards, wizards who adore you, just go ahead now. In one hand, gripping Lily's white shirt, her fiery edge now. In one hand, stroking hard to last squirt, she's in my head now. And this one. He's got a Quidditch practice, and that's what I said now Got some snitch, and yeah he needs to catch it Ain't in his head now You married James, your father will condone you And how about that now? But serious, your father would disown you so Just fuck his brains out Bring it out!
Oh, baby, I'm the one that wants you, baby. Can you see? You ain't got no future or family tree, but I don't wanna what you wish it all to be. I don't wanna what you wish it all to be. Said, and if you wanna take me, Lily, by the black lake, and if you'd like to fuck my willy and make my leg shake, and if you want me in the shower, just go ahead now, and if you'd like to fuck for hours, come till I'm blind now. One, two, a wizard, we surround you, and that's what I said now. And wizards, and best friends who adore you, we'll go ahead now. And one has a black cloth in his pocket, on the floor now. And this one, a sports will talk about it, ignoring you now. Feel the rhythm and feel the rhyme, we're the ones that love you and the thoughts they but ain't got no vision, just a fantasy. But I don't wonder what your wizard ought to be. I am only doesn't mind, it's just us three. If you want us by the black lake, just go ahead now. And if you'd like to fuck a silly, yeah, make your legs quake. And if you'd want us in the shower, just go ahead now. And if you'd like to fuck for hours, come till you're blind now. So if you'd want us, take us lily by the black lake. And if you'd like to fuck a silly and make your legs quake. And if you Wanna see the shower? Just go ahead now. And if you'd like to fuck for hours, I come till you're blind now. And if you wanna take us, Lily, by the black lake. And if you'd like to fuck us, Silly, and make your legs shake. And if you'd wanna see the shower, just go ahead now. And if you'd like to fuck for hours, come till you're blind now. Dancing at my meat with your bright green eyes And every wizard that you meet doesn't know the real surprise Here we come again when we're fucking near the Hogwarts Lake Ooh, she strokes my tip Here we come again when she's sucking neath the starry sky that's the way I lick She's my best friend's girl She's my best friend's girl And they both are so fine Fuck that way like each other's dick She's my best 
The window won't open, nor will the door. We too can leave unless we score. Maybe next the house will magic up some loops. I heard him masturbate through the walls. Should I just ask to play with his balls? I can't stop picturing those ginger pubes. Turns out Ron is pretty sexy. His pajamas are even cute. Now I'm completely ready to knock some boots. Cause for the first time in forever, instead of not, I think I might. For the first time in forever, we'll horizontal tango through the night. Don't know if I'm horny or desperate, but I'm somewhere in that zone. Cause for the first time in forever, that bone. I can't wait to see everything. Maybe he'll want to touch everything? Tonight imagine me bare and wet, panting and begging as I sweat, ready anytime and any place. Oh, I suddenly see him standing there, a tall drink of sexy with red hair. I want to shove my crotch right in his face. We can kiss and touch all evening. There's no rush, we both are stuck. I wish I knew if he was down to fuck. Cause for the first time in forever, we could use magic, it would be fun. For the first time in forever, I'll orgasm with someone. And I know it's totally crazy, Normally I'd never give him a glance But for the first time in forever I need Weasley in my pants For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at PoderoticaPodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.